J. Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below-the-waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And Hope everybody's having a good, what today is, Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday night, man, I'm just living right now. It is uh, March 17th, man. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there, man. And I uh, hope everybody had a good St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited. Some people got stimulized on today. Hope you ain't spent it all in one place. And I hope you ain't drank it all in one place. But uh, thank you so much for spending your time with yours truly. And we got some things we need to talk about. We need to talk about the New Orleans Saints and some of the moves that they made. Uh, the Saints finally uh, signed Jameis Winston. I uh, haven't done a show since the Saints have signed Jameis Winston. And uh, so I thought it would be only right that we go ahead and talk about Jameis Winston and you know him going into training camp competing against Taysom Hill for the starting position. Uh you know, first off, I, I like the fact that the Saints re-signed Jameis Winston. Uh, I like the fact that uh, Sean Payton uh, trusts Jameis Winston. He feels like Jameis Winston has all the tools to uh, be a formidable quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Now, I'm pretty sure he probably feels he can be a starter as well. Uh, I just believe that Jameis Winston uh, just made a positive – he just made a positive impression on the team last year. I think, uh, you know, him coming from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, there were some guys on the team that didn't really know what to make of it, especially like since we all knew, you know, about that whole, you know, Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore situation and why they end up not liking each other. I mean, Jameis Winston was at the front of that, you know, and, you know, but he came in, man. Jameis Winston came in, you know, older, wiser, Seems like he was in better shape. Seemed like he was more determined to be successful. Uh, you know, the fact that the team that was drafted him felt like, you know, he wasn't good enough to go forward. So Jameis Winston, man, signs a one-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, it's a prove-it deal. You know, it's one, one year, $14 million, but it's loaded with incentives. And Jameis Winston is, is betting on himself. You know, he's going out there, he's betting on himself, and he feels like he's going to cash in in the long run which makes me have a little bit more respect for him, you know, than I did before because he could have easily went out here. His agent could have possibly got him landed somewhere. He could have made X amount of dollars, X amount of years. And, you know, he probably would have struggled and, and the narrative about him would have been amplified, but he decides to come back because he feels like the saints are going to, uh, you know, 
he, he felt like the Saints are going to put him in the best position to succeed. Um, but I like the move, man. I, I think that Jameis Winston is going to eventually become the Saints starting quarterback. I think that he's a better fit uh, for what the Saints try to do vertically and, and, and how the Saints are uh, known as being a high-powered offense. I feel like he, he fits that mode better than Taysom Hill. But I, I in no means feel like the Saints should just stop with these two guys. Um, if rather they draft a quarterback or, you know, they get one in free agency, the Saints need to bring another quarterback in. But I want to say uh, thank you all uh, for checking out the State of the Saints podcast once again. And I'm going to go ahead and go to the comments. Uh, I apologize that I haven't had a show in the last couple of days, man. Paxton has been dealing with a strep throat, man. My, my son, uh, y'all know, you know, for those that uh, watch consistently, the Packy man, um, he's been dealing with a fever, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm a father first, you know what I'm saying, before I'm the host of the podcast. So my son comes first, man. Uh, but he's doing a lot better now. You know what I'm saying? He's doing a lot better now. And also, man, just emotionally, man, uh, you know, just dealing with the loss of my uncle, that, that, that kind of took a toll on me as well. And you all know, man, you know, when I got other things going on, it's hard for me to get behind this mic and give you all the same type of show that I normally do. Uh, but once again, our passion is doing better. And, uh, you know, yeah, he doesn't have a fever right now, so I'm, I'm happy about that. And also be careful to all those out there. Uh, I know they're supposed to have some bad weather, some tornadoes are supposed to come through. So y'all be careful out there. I know they're supposed to be making their way to the Carolinas where we are. Uh, we're in the, what they call the red zone as well. So, um, But be careful for all those that are dealing with that weather and, and the sights of those uh, tornadoes. <clears throat> I heard the Saints about to sign San Fran's backup quarterback, Nick Mullins. Three quarterbacks. Uh, look, the Saints always carry three quarterbacks because that's just the way that they roll. And we know that if the Saints, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, sign uh, Jameis Winston and make him the starting quarterback, then T- uh, Taysom Hill is going to have his his Swiss Army uh, role, and you're going to need somebody that can come in that won't mess up the dynamic of the offensive plays uh, that you called in the middle of the week. So you can have a backup to come in and play mop up duty. So. If they were to get somebody like Nick Mullins, uh, you know, he would just come in for mop-up duty. So the Saints were always going to carry three quarterbacks, in my opinion. Jerry Poole, I seen uh, you have a new picture on your profile. Who that? Yeah, shouts out to Jerry, man. Jerry always showing up and showing out. Uh, Taysom got funny money just to help with the salary cap. Yeah, I mean, the only year that's promised to him is this year. All the rest of those years are voidable years, so. There you have it. Uh, what up, bro? Who that TJ? I want Jameis to be the starter. I think a lot of people want Jameis to be the starter. You got some people out there that don't feel like Jameis Winston is worth being a starter. You know, I just I, I just never understood, like, how we just give other people other opportunities and how we just pick and choose uh, the guys that we just feel like are lost causes. I mean, I see quarterbacks like Deshaun Kaiser and, and Geno Smith and, 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 you know, you know, people like Sam Donald and, and Mitchell Trubisky, these guys get opportunity after opportunity. And these guys have been putting up nearly the amount of yards, touchdowns that Jameis Winston has. But Jameis Winston throws a lot of interceptions. Well, I mean, Jameis Winston throws a lot of interceptions. He threw a lot of uh, 30 interceptions one season, and all of a sudden he just trash. I don't get it. I don't understand how guys can't change the narratives about themselves. I don't see how we can just, on one hand, 
just accept the fact that we had the all-time great quarterback and Drew Brees, uh, you know, uh, come to this team. But Drew Brees wasn't who he was uh, and what we know knew him as when he was coming from San Diego. I remember when uh, Drew Brees had more interceptions than touchdowns. But we gave him an opportunity. So why not give Jameis the same type of opportunity? You know, I mean, I have my reasons for some of you, but not everybody. I, I can't put everybody in that category. I won't. But some of you, I know why. But I think we need to get this guy an opportunity. Uh, finally, what took you so long? Uh, like I said, uh, Paxton been sick. So father first, coach. Father first. Nothing, nothing, nothing um, comes before my family. <laughs> That's just what it is. Uh, you know, I mean. When, uh, you know, my son is sick, you know, he has a fever, you know, he, he laying on me because he's not feeling good. Your boy not going to do no show. OK, <laughs> no matter what, you know, I don't care what's going on. I don't care who retired. I don't care who the same sign, uh, you know, packing man, my wife, family come first. I'm pretty excited to see what comes of a former number one overall pick. There was a reason he was taking number one. Absolutely, guy. You know, sometimes guys fall into uh, a bad situation. And I often say if you're the number one overall pick, you went to a bad football team. It's just as simple as that. You know, the team was not very good. The Saints are a good football team, and I just feel like uh, Sean Payton uh, will put Jameis Winston in position to succeed because he's not going to ask Jameis Winston to be something that he's not. That's one thing that uh, Sean Payton does a really good job of. When guys have certain strengths, he utilizes those strengths, and he doesn't shy away from them. He might add a little, a little bit more to, to a guy's plate, but for the most part, they're going to be doing just that. Uh, thank you all so much for the comments. Uh, and, and right now, I just I ask uh, that you just hit the like button, okay? Wherever you are right now, if you're, you're on uh, YouTube, you're watching this right now, please hit the like button. You're on Facebook, hit the like button. Uh, you know, just want to, you know, just want to try to add, you know what I'm saying, make sure that, you know, the State of the Saints podcast is being uh, shown and a lot of people get opportunity to check it out, man. So please just, just take that one second uh, to uh, hit that like button. And also, if you haven't subscribed already, hit the subscription button, okay? Yeah, we're we're close, man. I think, what were we like? I think maybe like 50 subscribers away from 6,000 subscribers. So I need your help, man. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, if you're watching the show, consistently and you haven't subscribed yet just go ahead and hit that subscription button lasso says uh traquan smith can develop into more of a deep threat especially what he did in the playoffs yeah lasso uh yeah you know sometimes uh we the book uh sometimes uh it isn't written correctly uh when it comes to certain players because maybe these guys are asked being asked to do stuff that you know, don't really play into their strengths as much. You know, Sean Payton does do that. Uh, but for the most part, you know, Sean Payton will ask you to do something that you can do well, but you might do something like outstanding. And the reason why you couldn't do it is because you were limited. You know, uh, shouts out to the East West uh, Sports podcast uh, that I was on a few minutes ago. Uh, I was on their podcast and, and I, I said that, you know, I just feel like sometimes you know, players can be, you know, they can they can play the uh, pay the price because, you know, they might do something really really well and they can't do it 
because the quarterback or, you know what I'm saying, a certain situation. Like Drew Brees can get the ball down the field consistently. So that might be the reason why we may look at Traquan Smith a certain way. You know, Traquan may go out there and may be able to shine uh, this year and do something, you know, unconventional, something we're not used to seeing him do because, you know, now the Saints can do, you know, vertical throws and he can run those deep posts and all those different routes that probably he ran at Central Florida having running years. So, you know, I just say give him opportunity. I, I mean, Traquan Smith has changed the minds of a lot of us. Around this time last year, we were wondering if Traquan should even be signed by the Saints. We we were like, man, why are the Saints even, you know, Saints need to get rid of this guy. But I think he changed the narrative, man. I think we've seen that Traquan Smith is a pretty good wide receiver. Hope your son feeling better, TJ. Uh, pray for your family. Keep your head up. Brother Stone's supposed to hit us in a VA tomorrow, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I heard, you know, around here in the Carolinas, around that same time, man. Gabriel says, I hope Pac-Man feels better, bro, and I'm really sorry about your loss. Uh, my heart goes out to you, man. And I appreciate that, Gabriel. Um, yeah, man, my, my uncle, you know, I was pretty close to him. You know, uh, when I was living in New Orleans, he was, you know, my my, my grandparents are originally from Mississippi. Uh, but some of, some of their, you know, some of my grandfather's brothers and sisters end up, you know, trickling down to New Orleans and he was actually one of them. So I had the privilege of, of knowing him throughout my childhood. And, uh, you know, although, you know, like sometimes, you know, I would go like, you know, months, even years seeing him, you know, that there, there was, you know, he was still really close, you know, like my grandfather, uh, go fishing or something like that. All of a sudden you'll see him roll up in the truck. My grandfather, I don't care if my grandfather was like, I'm going by Sherman House. That was my uncle's name, Uncle Sherman. He was like, I'm going by Sherman House. Man, I'll be like, yeah, let's go. You know what I'm saying? My, my uncle was, he was a character, man. He had a, a very funny voice. Uh, <laughs> he laughed funny, man. He, he laughed like Barney Rubble uh, on the Flintstones. And he had like this very unique voice, man, that, uh, you know, that I think I can mimic to a T. Uh, <laughs> uh people like I, I have people in my family laughing because you know i can just mimic him like, like to the t but um yeah i'm gonna miss him man uh i know uh, we supposed to be talking about sports but i mean people come into your life uh you know and they leave a they leave a mark in your life and um you know he, he definitely did that and you know i mean <laughs> I just don't know, you know, how to feel about it sometimes, you know, since it happened. Um, and, and also just, you know, it just sucks, man. Like it, it, the realization of the older you get, the older the people that affected your life as a child, they get. And eventually, like those people pass away, you know, they, they pass away and because they're getting older. And uh, so. Man, you shouldn't take those type of things for granted. You should call those people, let them know that you love them and appreciate them. And don't just assume that they do. You know, oh, man, they, they know I love them. You know, I mean, just hearing your voice might make them feel so much better. So uh, rest in peace to my Uncle Sherman, man. I love him. And uh, thank you all for your uh, concern about that, man. But, yeah, your boy, uh, yeah, your boy hurt. Uh. Dasha, uh, thank you very much for the $4.99. I, I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. 
But yeah, man, let's go ahead and get back to football, man. I don't I don't wanna bring everybody down, but you know, that's what's going on in my life right now. Uh Grayland says I would draft a quarterback in 2022. If Jameis uh doesn't do well, we should give him a chance this year. Yeah, I, I think that's that's what needs to be done. Um I feel like that's that's what they need to do. I still feel like they need to draft a quarterback because look, check this out, man. Like even though he might have a good solid season, that don't mean that's going to be consistent quarterback play. And I think we need to understand it. I don't think the Saints need to put their eggs in one basket by neither one of these guys. You should always have a backup plan. And, you know, this is uncharted waters uh, that, that Sean Payton is in. Sean Payton has never really had to have a quarterback competition in practice at all because he already knew who the starting quarterback was going to be Ever since he's he's come to the New Orleans Saints, he knew Drew Brees was his quarterback. So this is I'm pretty sure he's gonna embrace it. And I'm look, Sean Payton is excited about this. I'm serious, man. Sean Payton is excited about this. I'm I'm pretty sure he's sad that he lost Drew, of course. Yeah, you, know, you know, oh man, Drew, he's gone. You know what I'm saying? He, he you know, he leaves a huge void, but he embracing this right now. You know what I'm saying? Sean Payton is a competitor. And, and trust and believe, man, you know, you got people that are thinking and you got some Saints fans that are thinking. And I've seen this and you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Uh, they were like, well, back to seven and nine, back to eight and eight, like have absolutely no faith in Sean Payton as a coach at all. OK, don't don't believe that Sean Payton is not competitive enough to believe that he, he wants to be able to have success outside of Drew Brees. Because right now, Drew Brees already submitted his legacy. We know he's going to Canton. Sean Payton, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure a couple more winning seasons, he'll get there too. But Sean Payton wants to prove that he can have success without Drew Brees. Because people are saying that he is successful because of Drew. He wants to show that he can be successful in, you know, in spite of, in spite of. So he has something to prove, man. So don't be surprised if this is. Sean Payton, one of his best years as a coach. They knocking Winston before he got started. Exactly. You know, and, and they're, they're, I just feel like that's hypocritical, right? You can't say on one hand that um, Jameis Winston, you don't want to give him a chance, but then turn around and say, I gave Drew, Drew Brees a, a chance. Drew Brees was not the Drew Brees we knew. Coming from San Diego, go look at his stats. You gave him an opportunity. So why not give it to Jameis? I mean, Drew Brees got benched just like Jameis. Drew Brees threw a lot of interceptions just like Jameis. He threw more, he threw more interceptions than touchdowns. And I love Drew, but let, let's put this thing into perspective. Let's, let's man, like there are some people that they really are, are looking at Jameis and saying to themselves, you know, this guy never be a starter just, you know, because of what they see. And then you have those people out there that uh, simply don't like Jameis Winston or being critical of him because he's black. I mean, it's just what it is. Some, some of you, that's not the reason why. But there's, there's, a, there's a fair share of individuals that don't want to give this guy a chance because he's a black quarterback. And there's this stigma about black quarterbacks not being smart and, you know what I'm saying, not making right decisions. And all that kind of stuff there. But if, if you fall into that category, then shame on you and come into 2021 like the rest of us 
But the ones that are out here that are critical of Jameis Winston based on what he did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's a whole different organization. Now, if Jameis goes out there and he stinks it up, then by all means, have that. Have that. You can, you can beat on your chest and say, I told you so. But don't just write this guy off when you haven't seen him as a quarterback of the Saints. Get this guy an opportunity to go out there and change the narrative about himself. You know, it's like a person that, you know, makes mistakes throughout their lifetime. You know, you got some people, you know, I've, I've seen uh, here and heard from here on the State of Saints podcast say that they had to pay their debt to society. They had to spend some time in jail. You know, when you get out, you want people to give you a fair shake. You want people to give you an opportunity to show that you have rehabilitated yourself. And I understand those are two different situations, but when it comes to changing the narrative about you, it's kind of similar. So I do feel like people need to give this guy an opportunity to change the narrative about himself. And then if he doesn't, then you can say, I told you so. But as of right now, man, you're just holding on to what this guy did in Tampa. And that's not fair because you didn't hold on to what Drew did when he was in San Diego. And you allowed Drew Brees to change the narrative about what you may have thought about him before he came to New Orleans. So give Jameis to Winston the same opportunity. That, that's all I'm saying. If you if you can't, then maybe there's something more wrong with you than just being a football fan. Josh says, damn, uh, from a Buck fan, y'all got a real one. Uh, crazy work ethic, good leadership skills, and limitless potential. He's determined to be great, and it's impossible not to root for him. Uh, Josh, uh, look, Thank you so much for your comment, man. And thank you for being here on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, just, I just feel like, and I believe in giving guys chances. You know, I, I just believe in that. You know, I, I just don't feel like one bad season should define a, whole, a guy's entire career. You, you, sh- you shouldn't allow that to happen. I won't. If you want to do that, then fine. Okay. If you feel like you know what this guy is going to do before you do it, fine. If you want to be ahead of the curve in your mind, fine. But as for me, I'm going to give this guy, I'm going to give this guy an opportunity uh, to change the narrative. Damien says, put that uh, East West link. Uh, you was on TJ. I didn't see that. Damien, uh, we actually pre-recorded it, man. So they're going to be putting that out pretty soon. So I'm pretty sure they're probably going to be doing some edited, edits or something like that. But when it does come out, I'll let you know. It was it was pre-recorded, though. It was pre-recorded. So be on the lookout for that. Man, it's always, man, it's always a good time. Man, those brothers are so solid, man. My goodness. Like, it's like, I, I, it's, it's like being in a sports bar with, with three of your friends, man. Shouts out to Kendall, Fidel, and Jerry. Good solid dudes, man. If if you ain't watching the East West uh, football podcast, man, what, what the heck are you doing? I mean, not only uh, are they chill guys, but they man, they be having some real solid guests on that show, man. Like real solid guests, man. So man, check them guys out. If you like late, you know, what I'm saying a laid back, you know, what I'm saying conversation about football, you you will, you will love that. You'll love that podcast. You'll love it. You know, what I'm saying because. It, it it genuine over there. You know, I, I love genuine podcasts. I, I, don't, I don't like the podcast where people be trying to be characters and, and just trying to do it for clicks and likes. I just feel like 
passion is going to beat out any of that stuff any day. That's a good podcast right there. That's passion over there. Shouts out to those guys, man. Uh, have they ever mentioned what they got from the Jags for uh, compensation for Malcolm Brown? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, I probably I probably hit up some some people and see if they know uh, after the show, and uh, I'll let you know. Okay, if, if it hasn't come out already, I hit up some of those uh those insiders that I know. Uh, I want to see Adam Troutman go off this year. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm really excited about Adam Troutman and what he can bring to the table. I'm excited to see if this guy's going to take that extra step. I believe that he will. I, I want to see this guy uh, live up to his potential. And I, I really feel like with the uh, emergence of a, of a Taysom or a Jameis, they're going to rely on good tight ends, okay, because they're going to rely on those tight ends to kind of get them out of those situations, you know, uh, a la uh, Tony Romo, Jason Witten back in the day, you know, and, Romo, uh, you didn't know what to do. He checked it down to Jason Witten. So might be seeing more tight end, uh, tight end plays uh, this season. State of the Saints podcast, praying for you and your family and friends. I appreciate that, Jared. Thank you, man. Who that kid fit? Gerald says, I'm not excited about Jameis Winston. Sorry. Uh, will he be better with the Saints? Yes. But I give it uh, – about week six and he'll be making the mistakes he was making with the bucks. Well, uh, who that kid Fitzgerald? I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, but I just will hope that you would give a guy an opportunity. And, you know, I just feel like we don't know what this guy is going to do in the Saints uniform. And you can't just compare him to what he did in Tampa, because like I said, I mean, we didn't do the same thing with Drew. We weren't comparing you know, like, man, I got, man, Drew come up, he's going to be throwing interceptions again in no time. Like, we gave him opportunity to change the narrative. He became a much better quarterback. I think he's already behind the eight ball because some of us can't get the good quarterback play out of our heads, uh, uh, Drew Brees. So anything that he does or any mistake that he made is going to be amplified because we're going to be comparing him to Drew and not even realizing that <laughs> Drew Brees basically just changed the narrative of how we think about this team. Anybody that was a fan before 2006 know what I'm talking about. Most of you that probably been, I won't say most of you, but those that were uh, too young or didn't really become fans after 2006, uh, you got a false sense of reality when it comes to this team because now you're comparing it to Drew Brees because the standards has been set so high at the quarterback position. But I'm willing to allow Jameis Winston to go through the motions. That, that, that's just what it is, Okay. Drew Brees is an all-time great. So unless you're about to get yourself an all-time great quarterback, anybody that comes in, rather it's Jameis, rather it's Taysom, rather it's Mac Jones, rather it's Trey Lance, rather it's uh, anybody, you know what I'm saying, that the Saints pick up, they're going to go through some growing pains. Sam Ellinger, whatever, whoever they want to get. Whoever, you know what I'm saying, will come into this organization probably will go through some growing pains. So it's best for Saints fans to just kind of just – you know, sit back and and just go, you know what I'm saying, allow yourself to go through the motions to, to, for this team to figure things out. You know, I, I don't think that – I'm not writing guys off. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm giving guys opportunities to change the narrative about themselves. And like I said, I can't tell you what to do, but I think that you would be better off if you did it that way. I guess folks forgot the kind of situation Winston was in while in Tampa – he is in a completely different situation. He had a strong running game around him 
uh, good relievers, a good offensive line. Watch the difference. I'm confident. Go Saints. Sorry for your loss and God bless you and your family. Tyra, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But see, here's the thing. Jameis Winston already has two knocks against him. Okay, he got two, not just one. One, he he, he would be coming in after an all-time great quarterback. And then number two, people seeing the team that he came from win the Super Bowl once they went out here and, and got another quarterback that wasn't him. So that, that's what people are saying. Well, he had the same team in Tampa, and now look at Tampa, they Super Bowl contenders. All Tampa did was just get the greatest quarterback of all time and Tom Brady to come to their team. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Like, no disrespect to Jameis, but he's not Tom Brady. All right. And then, like I said, he's replacing a legend. So we he already got two knocks against him already. So people already feel like, well, Tampa made the right decision getting rid of him, and we're not going to be you no know, better because of him. So, but it's up to him to change the narrative. And I know Saints fans, I know how y'all work. Y'all, y'all think it's the worst idea ever when somebody gets signed. Then all of a sudden, if they come out there and they start balling out, then all of a sudden, man, they, that man cold. He cold. He a beast. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the, you know, the only thing that I wish that that you all would do would just admit when you're wrong. That that's all I want. You know, like it, it was like a comment that I put out about uh, Trey Hendrickson, right at the beginning of the season when his whole clowning situation came out, and I was like, I'm not really sold on clowning. I think the Saints have uh, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, he's been dealing with injuries, but I think he can be a good defensive end. People was like, man, clowny, 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 clowny. So all of a sudden the Saints can't get him. We we thought it was just the worst thing ever. Turns out Jadavion Clowney about three games in, you know what I'm saying, got hurt. And Trey Hendrickson just so happened to went on to have one of his best seasons statistically and was second in the NFL in sacks. So, of course, you know what I'm saying, I said this. People had their comments, and then they pretend as if, like, you didn't say these things. That is one of the main reasons why, if I'm wrong about something, I'll come on here and apologize. But then you have people who will try to change the goalposts and say stuff like, well, everybody's seen this coming. No, they didn't. No, everybody didn't see uh, Trey Hendrickson coming. If that was the case, then why would they have all these people out here losing their mind when the Saints couldn't get clowned? But, of course, everybody was the smartest person in the room, now that things are apparent. Now, it's the same thing with Jameis Winston. If Jameis Winston goes out there and lay an egg and you say that he's going to fail, then all of a sudden, no, oh, I told y'all so. You're going to come on here and beat on your chest. But all I'm saying is keep the same energy. If this guy goes out here and he performs well, be prepared to come in here and say that I was wrong. You know, we all know that, you know, Saints fans can quit on a guy quick and, and, and jump on a bandwagon just as fast as the train run. So did the same thing with Teddy Bridgewater, you know? So, I mean, that's just what it is. I just want people to keep that same energy, all right? Like, just just because it's on social media and, and, and time goes by, don't mean that I ain't about to pick up them damn receipts, okay? I'm a, I'm Look, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know. Like, I don't want you to – I don't want nobody to think that I forgot, okay? Like, Petra Farms, I remember Okay, that, that's one of the main reasons why, if I'm wrong, I'll come out here and say it. I don't mind giving people their, their props. You know, as long as they ain't, like, coming disrespectfully or nothing like that, I'm fine. But some of us, man, we'll, we'll give wrong takes. Then we'll go and try to delete it. 
but I keep receipts, man. I keep receipts. I, I keep them. You know what I'm saying? Just, just in case you forget or want to forget, I make you remember. Okay. I, I'm just that petty at times. Okay. <laughs> because look, I, I just want people like to understand it's not that bad to get something wrong. Like we, we live in this world where people just feel like everything, like you got to be right about everything. No, you don't. You know, learning on the fly is cool. 30 interceptions, 30. How can you ever happen? Uh, how can that ever happen in the NFL? So, yeah, this is a pretty terrible signing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was horrible for uh, for uh, Peyton Manning to have uh, 28 interceptions. Uh, it was bad for Brett Favre to have 30 interceptions. All right. Uh, slant, uh, slinging Sammy Bob back in the day. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It was wrong for him to have about 30 plus interceptions. All those guys just so happen to do is go on to the Hall of Fame. I mean, what, but what the hell do, do I know? Right. You know, like what the, what the hell do I know? You know, <laughs> I mean, we are so quick to write people off, like so quick to write them off, so quick to think that we just got the, you know what I'm saying, got the answers. You know, I can make an argument, dude through still through for 5,000 yards. But we don't want to throw that up there, huh? We don't want to we don't want to talk about them 5,000 yards that man threw. We don't want to talk about that, though. You can say garbage time or whatever like that, bringing the team back, but he still threw 5,000 yards. You know, he, he still has some good football games as a quarterback. But, of course, like I said, that's what we do. We we take a guy's worst moments and we amplify it. We amplify it, you know what I'm saying, to try to – you know, try to feed our narrative, you know, allow a guy to change, change the narrative. You know, I think about somebody like Tiki Barber who fumbled most of his career. He got the fumbling down pack, came, became a pretty damn good running back. You know, like guys can change the narrative. Like we just so quick to give up on guys, like give a guy opportunity, maybe a change of scenery or help a guy. We never seen a quarterback who changed scenery and, be, and get better. You know, Steve Young wasn't all that with, with Tampa. Went with San Francisco, became a really good quarterback. You know, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm get, I'm willing to give people opportunities. I don't know how y'all need the right people. Hold. Speed TJ, we've had some garbage quarterback back in the day. These new wave Saints fans have no idea. Yeah, they don't know. What, I mean, look, some of y'all are young. Y'all, all y'all know is Saints prosperity. You know, y'all probably seen some miss. Y'all probably seen some missed playoffs. But the Saints were always close up to the end to try to possibly make the playoffs. I remember when the Saints, I mean, the season was over by week five. You know what I'm saying? Because they were on five. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember those days. But some of you, like, I have a false sense of reality about how to judge and how to determine Saints football these days because all you've seen was positivity your whole entire life. That's all you've seen. All you seen was the Saints winning or being in playoff contention or winning super, uh, winning a Super Bowl. That's all you remember. And, and and good quarterback play can sometimes warp our judgment because we just automatically assume like, okay, that quarterback's gone. You know what I'm saying? That quarterback gone. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now this quarterback right here, he got to know. No, he don't. No, he don't. You know, he he he, he got to sling the football down the field. He. He got to be able to thread that needle like, like Drew Brees did. Look, everybody's different. And as soon as you embrace that and as soon as you accept that, the better. As long as Jameis doesn't perform like our last quarterback who wore number two, I think we should be fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree with that. 
The man had no line or running game in Tampa. He was forced to pass, and most of the interceptions were because he was running for his life. Uh, if you can keep the defense offense balanced, uh, what you think going to happen? Defenses are going to sit back and wait for the pass. I'm just saying, get a guy opportunity. I'm, I'm gonna stick by that. Are you expect uh, expecting an extension in the near future for players like Ryan Ramchek, Marshawn Lattimore, and Marcus Williams? Knowing uh, uh, this would clear up salary cap this season, absolutely. You know, absolutely. That, that's what we ought to be optimistic about. Because once the Saints extend these three guys, then it's going to free up some more money. Yeah, you know, what I'm it's, it's going to free it up. So that's why you should be excited as a Saints fan, because you know, even though the Saints are out here getting all these, all these first day, second day free agents, like some of these other teams are doing. Don't mean that the Saints still can't get quality players, man. We've seen this before. Like, Demario Davis wasn't a household name before he came to the Saints. And now look at him. We glad we had him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Latavius Murray, he did his thing for the most part, but he wasn't one of those, uh, you know, well-touted running backs when he came to the Saints. And we're glad to have him. So let's give these guys an opportunity, man. Like, just because this is a guy that probably middle of the pack or – just a solid guy don't mean that we can't get really good production out of him. Exactly. Uh, watch every uh, uh, T.O. Uh, you will see a few mistakes or a bad decision or every turnover. I guess you mean turnover. Uh, you will see a few mistakes or bad decisions or on Jameis' part, but you will see a quarterback rush to get rid of the ball or one of his receivers running the wrong route or even tip the ball, watch the game. Not all the interceptions are on James. Yeah, you know, I man, look, I, I would just like any other Saints fan. If you go back in the archives, you'll see me criticizing James Winston and saying that he was in bus territory. I was listening to an old show of mine, uh, you know what I'm saying, last night. And I was like, James Winston is in bus territory. And I still stand by that. He still is in bus territory because – He's at a crossroads of his career right now where he can go left or go right. I feel like, yeah, you know, the thing about it is to me, if Jameis Winston was the same quarterback, he did the same things, he looked the same way, then I would be a little bit concerned. Jameis Winston lost about 15, 20 pounds. He he works out like a, you know what I'm saying, like a madman in the offseason. He's doing all these weird, funny, like different exercises to try to make himself better. That shows me right there that the guy actually cares about his career. It, you know, and also this, this, this contract, like, I don't want anybody to think like Jameis Winston couldn't get signed to a team for a better contract. If you don't think that, then you're insane. This man came on a one-year deal on a prove-it deal. The only thing I think mostly guaranteed to him is about three, four million dollars. And this man wants to change the narrative about himself and willing to bet on himself. That's one of the main reasons why you should have respect for this man, regardless of how you feel right now. This guy bet on himself. This guy said, okay, I'll take this one-year deal, but we're going to come back to the table because I am going to make you pay me. And you know what I'm saying? So you got to have respect for this guy in that regards. You know, you have to. So I'm willing to get this guy an opportunity. If a guy didn't care, if a guy didn't want to be better, if a guy didn't want to be a better version of himself, 
then you know what I'm saying you will see some of the same things. You will see him trying to work out the same way. It's, it's not nothing wrong with me. It's wrong. It's something wrong with them. So I don't know, man. I, I just feel like people just don't give this guy an opportunity, you know, to try to change the narrative. I'm going to give this guy an opportunity to change the narrative because I see he's taking the steps in order to make that possible. You can you can do that if you want to, but not me. Not me. I, I just I just I just hope that you all don't apply your logic in football the way that you I hope you don't apply it the same way in life. Just write people off. Already read that one. And let's so I'm excited to see if Traquan can stretch the field with Jameis having such an explosive arm. Traquan uh, hasn't shown his capabilities with Drew not having that long bow. Well, uh, CT, Traquan had his best season statistically last year. So he did show flashes. He did step up in games where he needed to step up. And when he was that that primary receiver, man, he, he made some plays. So I'm, I give him his credit. I give him his credit right there. He'll get better. Winston was bad uh, of an old team in Tampa Bay, but offense was terrible. But now John uh, brought, him ba- uh, brought him back to the Saints. Give him a chance. Uh, don't hate on Jameis. He's going to ball out for our team. Look, and that's the thing. I won't go out here and say he's going to ball out. I won't. I won't make that. A, I won't make that assumption. I'm just saying I'm going to give the guy a chance. I'm not even going to say he's going to ball out. I'm. I'm just. I'm just telling people to get a guy a chance. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to go out there and throw more picks than Razor Ramon, or if he's going to. You know what I'm saying? Like throw touchdowns all over the place. I don't know what the heck he's going to do. All I'm saying is I'm willing to get a guy a chance. Like, I, man, we're so like we're so afraid to go back to the to the dark ages. To it's ridiculous. Like, some of you Saints fans, I man, I have to say, man, y'all acting really pathetic and desperate right now. Seriously, like, yeah, that's that's your only fear. Like, and you're only like thinking about yourself in this regard. That that's it. You talk so much trash to some of these rival teams. You, you said all these different things, and now you're afraid because Drew Brees is gone, and now that, that hedge that you have is gone, now you're afraid. Now you're scared to step out because you don't trust this team. This team was built for at least about three years for life post-Drew Brees. None of you wanted to see that because a lot of people are traditionalists. People love nostalgia they love nostalgia they like to keep things the way that they were and any type of change that comes along it scares us to death and we're thinking about ourselves right now you know when it comes to the saints quarterback position because we're just thinking about the saints not being good all i'm saying is this is a good football team if you look at it if you're looking at the new orleans saints you're looking at the way that these this team is structured this is a good football team and if you can't appreciate that, then I don't know what to tell you. You know, I understand there's going to be a drop off in quarterback play. I'm not, I'm not naive. Yeah, I'm not naive when it comes to that. Drew Brees, one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever played the game. This guy can dissect the defense, can pick it apart. But it takes time for a quarterback to develop those type of skills. It takes time for a quarterback to be able to read defense. It takes time for a quarterback to kind of horn his craft. Everybody just don't jump off the jump off the porch and become elite. 
you know, we look at uh, uh, players like Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and, and guys like that, and all of a sudden, like now, every uh, every player that comes out of college, we expect for them to throw 40 touchdowns and three interceptions. But it, it, it doesn't work like that, man. Some players have to develop into that. Some players come in with those rest skills, and they, and they get amplified as, as the years go on. And then you have players that may be late to the party, but they show up. So there's a lot of fear going on in who that nation. And it's it just sad that some of you have absolutely no faith in nobody else other than Drew Brees. Like, it, it's sad. You have absolutely no faith in none of these other players. I trust these other players. Even if Jameis, even if Jameis Winston can't play like Drew, I trust the defense. I trust the O-line. I trust the running game. Where y'all at? What a wide receiver, you know what I'm saying? I trust the wide receivers. You basically are saying, like, because of Jameis is there, this team is going to be a complete failure. That's, that's basically what you're saying. So you don't have no faith in Cam Jordan. You don't have no faith in Demario Davis. You don't have no faith in Lattimore. No faith in the secondary. No faith, uh, you know, in, in, in the O-line. That, that's basically what you're saying. That's basically what you're saying. I trust this team. I trust these players. Tank's got good leadership. You know, they they have a good front office, uh, good GMs, assistant GMs, good scout team, good coaches. I think the Saints going to be all right. Tampa team was handpicked this year. <laughs> a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people th- think that the fix was in. Uh, Greg says, tell them TJ, preach it. Uh. Now that Drew Brees is gone, I'm actually really excited for next season. For the first time we have a new season without Drew Brees, we are looking at a different team this season. And that scares the heck out of a lot of people. Why are the Bengals and Bills stealing all our players? Because they're good. <laughs> it's just that simple. They they can they can uh bring something to the table. So I would too. As a Saints fan, shouldn't we root for all the players to succeed? Geez, I love Drew and Sundays. Will not be the same without him. But we have to move forward and support our team. Who that? Lisa, absolutely. You know, like, that, that's the thing. Like, we're so emotionally involved and, and we got so caught up in, in, in Drew Brees to, you know, like I said, people just feel like, you know, the team is not going to do anything outside of him. You know, like, this team went eight and one without Drew over the last two years. Eight and one. Eight and one. So I don't know why, like, we just, I don't know. I, I just don't know why we just, you know, just quit on the squad like that. You know, I, I just don't. Like, my goodness. Roderick, thank you very much for the $5. Sis. I believe this year we will be more run heavy uh, with the signing of Alex Amara. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a really good fullback, and I'm glad the Saints got him. It's been a while since the Saints has had uh, that 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 fullback that can catch the ball and also give you some solid blocking. So that was a good pickup. Tyra says, I'm down with that. Lattimore on one side, Sherman on the other. He still got a few good years left in him. Let's get it. Uh, look, I'm not so I'm not so bought in on Richard Sherman as the player. I'm, I'm mostly um, bought in. If he was to come in as a mentor, 
Uh, I really feel like he can kind of be in that role like a like Malcolm Jenkins was to uh, Marcus Williams, you know, to help him, to guide him, to, you know, be able to, you know, bounce ideas, you know, have somebody to bounce ideas off. I'm really thinking that the Saints should sign a rookie cornerback, bring them in. And I'm really excited about Keith Washington, man. Like, I think Keith Washington is a guy that nobody's really paying attention to. He was a rookie out of West Virginia, had a little bit of a red shirt year. He was on the practice squad the majority of the year. He camped out over there. But he's a lengthy guy. He's about 6'1". He's about 204 pounds. So, you know, that, that year he probably took off, getting with the strength and conditioning coach, being able to put a little bit more size, more muscle on you know, and I think you can know you can learn to be a little bit more physical. So I, I, I'm looking to see what this guy can actually do. And you can bring a guy like Richard Sherman in to be a mentor to a guy like that and also maybe draft another guy. OK, um, you know, I think that that would be uh, something that the Saints need to do. And also, if the Saints couldn't get, uh, you know, Richard Sherman, I would like them to get a Dory Jackson, uh, the cornerback that played for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you know, he came out of USC. I mean, he had some some injury, uh, you know, plague years, but uh, he, he, for, for the most part, he plays pretty solid, man. And I would like to see the Saints actually be younger at that position. So if you're not going to draft somebody, at least get somebody that's young. OK, if you're going to get a Richard Sherman, who I feel like is going to come to you at a, a, a considerable price uh, due to the fact that Richard Sherman is his own representation now. he He's his own agent. And also, you know, the relationship he had with Chris Richard, Chris Richard helping him develop as a corner. You might be able to uh, pull that. But I don't just feel like Richard Sherman should just be the answer. I I feel like you need to uh, draft another guy, uh, have confidence and keep Washington or, you know, get somebody like a Dory Jackson, somebody that's uh, young uh, that can come in and, and step into that role as well and have that that dynamic of a young guy and an older guy that he can learn from. So I think that would be uh, a really good uh, fit. Brandon says fans are forgetting uh, the uh, compensation picks are very valuable to the Saints. The Saints are getting a fourth round pick for Trey Henderson. That was a rotation player in 2022. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true, Brandon. And, and the thing about it is, you know, the Saints can use those picks, even if they don't use them to draft somebody, they can use them to move up in the draft. And we all know that the Saints can be extremely aggressive in the draft. Uh, we, we know they're not afraid to move up if they see a guy that they like. So, yeah, man, um, I can see the New Orleans Saints using those picks to their advantage, rather it's drafting a guy that can be, you know, a, a guy that can help out the team or a guy they can use as, you know, I mean, use a pick as trade to move up to try to get somebody else. You know, we've seen the Saints become, like, extremely aggressive in last year's draft. You know, they only had maybe, what, about three or four draft picks, you know, last year. And, uh, you know, when you're dealing with salary issues, that's something that you might want to look into as well, you know, using those picks aggressively to move up to get the guys that you want. So definitely uh, is a good is a good thing for the Saints. Who that Fitzgerald says, every time the NFC South defense team face Winston this season, they're going to be licking their chops and rubbing their hands like Birdman because they know a pick six is coming. Uh, if you say so, man, if you say so. I would like to know who do you, who, who do you think the Saints need to get? 
I already know, but you know, I, I think I already know who that kid Fitzgerald. Who you gonna say? Well, we need to get Russell Wilson. We need to get Dak. Uh, we need to get Deshaun Watson. Uh, people like that. But realistically, um, you know what I'm saying? What what would be your alternative of a person that you you feel like the Saints need to get? And and, and keep in mind, like the, the Saints are pretty crap. Uh, I won't say uh, cap stricken. You know, like that. Keep that in mind. So uh, who who you want to roll with? Who you going to roll with that's like, I, you know, that logical. Now, you know, like somebody that you know for a fact that they can get that is going to give you serviceable quarterback play. Feel free to comment and let me know who you feel like, you know, it can be in that role. That's going to give you, uh, you know, Drew Brees type numbers. That's going to give you 70 because I, I feel like that's what you're looking for. But it's going who's going to give you 70 percent, you know, completion percentage. Who's going to give you. Uh, 30 plus touchdowns, four interceptions. And, and you know what I'm saying? It's going to be in, in contention for league MVP that you can just get off the street. Please, please let me know. And, and then go ahead and comment and then tell me, you know, who it is because I'm curious. Uh, let's see. Baby uh, Mackin says, Jameis still has a lot of potential. I agree with that. Uh, Coach Payton trusts him. Uh, I trust him, TJ. I I, I do. I do. I just feel like people don't get that man credit. I, I don't feel like they give that man the credit that he deserves. Shows they not real fans. They only drew fans. Exactly. Uh, bro, with Jameis and Deontay Harris going to be insane. Facts, TJ. Uh, I trust this team. Uh, when they were the worst team in the NFL, I still trust them. Uh, now the New Orleans Saints, I don't care who the quarterback is as long as he does his job the way he's supposed to do it. Yeah, like I said, I, I just want to know who's who going to come in and and give you those type of Drew Brees numbers because that's what we're comparing them to. That's how we can come up here and say, oh, he's not the answer because we're comparing them. So I, I want to know who's going to who's out there right now that's going to give you 70 percent completion percentage consistently. Who's going to give you 30 plus touchdowns to single digit interceptions and who is going to be able to read defenses like him that you can just get off the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, or you know what I'm saying? Have to make a trade and you can make a trade with a team that's not going to exhaust your team in the future. Somebody please tell me. I'm rolling uh, with uh, whoever uh, they got under center. We have Sean Payton. That's what I'm saying. Hey yo, <laughs> Razor Ramon. Uh, Luzon Janoris is a big hole. Needs a solid number two, either in a draft or free agency. I agree with that. I feel like they need to use that first round pick on the corner at this point. These will be the same fans who will hop back on once the Saints start back went. Basically, you know, like I said, they just never seen life outside of Drew Brees. Uh, Taysom ain't it. Uh, sorry, we seen him. Uh, will he win games? Yes. But if we're down, uh, I can't see him uh, being able to get us back in the uh, back in it with passing. Uh, look, he came close in that Philadelphia game. I give him that. He came close. He came close, but this didn't pull it off. There are film uh, analysis of Jameis Winston. Go watch them and then form your opinion. Don't go look at his highlights. There are film breakdowns. He's actually elite. Uh, it's his decision. Look, and that's the thing. Like, man, shouts out to all the, the book. You know, I, I hate, you know, it's crazy. 
But even the Bucks fans, you know what I'm saying, who, who have won the Super Bowl are telling you all that this guy, you know what I'm saying, is pretty <laughs> is good. Like the the look as much hardship and frustration as this guy has given that franchise, you know what I'm saying, with the turnovers, they still are here telling you that this guy has room to grow. What does that tell you? Like, they followed this guy way more than we have. So if they can sit up here as champions, you know what I'm saying, and and and, <laughs> and lose this guy and win a championship and still say that this guy has room for improvement and he's really good, that, that, tells, that speaks volumes to me. You're right, TJ. The Saints is a really good team with a great coach and one really trash player, and name is Winston. Well, all, all I'm saying is, is he if he comes out there and he plays really well next season, will you come on the State of the Saints podcast with the same type of enthusiasm and apologize uh, to Jameis Winston if he comes out there and play well? I mean, don't don't have the hot takes who that kid Fitzgerald and just say the man trash and then go missing if the guy goes out there and he plays pretty well. So, you know, have the courage of your conviction. You know what I'm saying? Like, come, be able to come on the show and, and admit if you're wrong, okay? If, if you're right, we'll give you props. But if you're wrong, make sure that you show up. That's, that's all I'm saying. If you're willing to do that, I, uh, I'll roll with it. All I'm saying is, is nothing really you can do about it, who that kid fit, Gerald. So you're going to have to... You're going to have to embrace it, man. You're going to have to embrace it. So it's best for you to, you know, go out there and, you know, and just look at it and have a fair assessment. Then already come to your conclusion because anything he does, like you're setting yourself up for, you know what I'm saying, for a lot of frustration. Because if you're already going into the season like that, any mistake that he made, rather it's little or huge, is going to be amplified. It's going to be amplified because you already feel that way. So I just say going as you know, on a a clean slate and you know and enjoy the season. Hey TJ, uh, Clarence, thank you very much for the fifteen dollars. Says, hey TJ, we will be okay. Uh, we have to continue to trust our coaching staff. Uh, if he can't make it uh, here under Coach Payton, he won't make it anywhere. Look, eleven to five, ten to six, count on it. Well, you know, I think what it'll be, um, you know, because they got an extra game, so. It'll be eleven and six, or uh, you know, what I'm saying a uh, ten and seven or something like that. So there's an extra football game this season. So it's going to be seventeen game. So hopefully they can be twelve and five, or eleven and six. Hopefully, Winston can uh, win the first three games with four hundred yards per game, and then throw an interception. And people uh, start saying, "I told you so." Yeah, that's what I said. They, people already got their opinions formed. So it is. It, Man, I don't know, man. It, it's almost like, man, y'all know I'm a wrestling fan, right? Y'all, I, I use a lot of wrestling analogies here on the State of the Saints podcast, but there's a wrestler out there right now. Uh, she's a female wrestler. Her name is Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax is a, a much larger uh, female wrestler than most, and she's known for being very hurty. means uh, she gets into a match, and she's known for like being too aggressive to hurt some of those smaller, frailer uh, wrestlers. So Nia Jax can have a really good match and nobody gets hurt at all. 
But as soon as like somebody like falls down or hurts their shoulder or grab their shoulder, man, Nia Jax, man, Nia Jax, Nia Jax, man, she hurting folks. And it can happen like in between months or whatever. It can be like every six to nine months or something like that. But the, the reputation is already there. So you got people out there that already assume uh, the worst because Jameis Winston is a quarterback. So if he does anything bad, it's going to go way up here, okay? Uh, and, you know, that that's just the way that he wrote. It, and it wouldn't be the case if the Saints just had a rookie quarterback. If it was just Mac Jones coming off the street and he throws an interception, it's just Mac Jones throwing an interception. But if Jameis throws an interception, oh, my goodness, the sky falling. It's the worst thing ever. So – yeah, uh, I just I just want people to give this guy an opportunity. Might have some bad games, you know. Everybody have bad games, but if he can if he can play serviceable, and they can they can play good defense, play good complimentary football, the Saints should be okay. Red Buck fan from pre twenty twenty, um, I like much respect. Same with Panthers fan. Uh, can't say the same about Falcon fans. Yeah, man, I, I can't I can't roll with them. I got love, you know what I'm saying? Archangel who always comes here. Shouts out to him. I mean, look, all of it is just, you know, it's just friendly competition. I don't wish you no know, bad on anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, you know, a little friendly competition, you know, taking verbal or in this case uh virtual jabs at one another. I just feel like if people are just taking it way too personal uh you know I, I just think that you're taking it too far but it's fun you know i don't have an issue with that uh john thank you very much uh y'all give a special shout out to john john says he uh just subscribed to the channel so thank you so much man i appreciate it and if you have not already man if you have not already pre uh please pretty please uh sign up uh subscribe to the channel okay uh become a supporter on facebook and also, man, hit the like button for those that are watching on YouTube right now. Please uh, go ahead and hit that like button for your boy. And um, also, man, the State of the Saints podcast uh, is brought to you uh, by Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped is the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, right now, man, we know uh, basketball season, college basketball is March Madness right now. Uh, the tournament season. And you need to take care of your hair and hose with the best tools for the job. Uh, we're talking about the sponsor of the State of Saints podcast, Manscaped, the global leader in male grooming from head to toe. When the clocks wind down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with Manscaped. Performance packages to keep you all's hair looking very tamed and really, really good, okay, is Manscaped. Manscaped is trusted by 2 million men worldwide, so join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. <laughs> 20% off free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code State of Saints. That's all one word, State of Saints, okay? All your male grooming items are available, the razors, uh, the hair trimmers, lawnmower 3.0 is what I often uh, recommend here on the State of Saints podcast. So uh, it's the official sponsor. Y'all check them out. They have some great products. Use that promo code State of Saints. No matter if you're getting something that costs $100 or something that costs as low as $7, use that promo code, get those 20% off, and um, I guarantee you, you won't regret it. Uh, DJAC uh, for one year, six to $8 million with incentive, deal or no deal. Um, wouldn't be mad at it. 
But I think you already got yourself a, a Deshaun Jackson type player in uh, Deontay Harris. So why why exhaust the bank account when you can get the same type of production from a player that's playing re- for for the cheap? Bears punching the air right now. <laughs> yeah, you know they 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 tried to, to give it all up and, and risk it all for Russell Wilson and Seattle said no no mice. What's the Facebook page name, TJ? Uh, the State of the Saints podcast. Same things. The State of the Saints podcast. Look it up. Follow. Uh, come a, a supporter, man. Shouts out to uh people like uh Tyra, you know, who's also a, a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast, and uh, so many others on Facebook, man. So thank for all my supporters out there, my guy Brandon. Thank y'all for y'all support, man. I, I appreciate that. Thank y'all for investing in me man those that donate to the show it, it means a lot to me y'all y'all really don't know um and it, and it helps out an awful lot uh thanks tj and all y'all's who that uh be well all anthony thank you so much and uh come back again man global leader that sounded suggestive uh look <laughs> i'm reading the script uh, you know what I'm saying? so look <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm reading the script. So, Tuck, it is what it is, man. Manscaped was nice enough to invest in your boy. Thought that the podcast was worth investing in. I felt they, you know, they they are worth investing in. I'm not telling you anything. I don't know from personal experience. I use their products, uh, you know, so I'm not saying anything or promoting anything that I I can't get behind fully. So they they do have good products, okay? Global leader, uh, you know, I mean – I'm pretty sure they are because I mean a lot of a lot of uh different sports shows sponsor this. I mean, all the smoke. Uh y'all, y'all probably, you know what I'm saying, know that you know what I'm saying, know that show, all the smoke. Uh also uh Colin Cowherd, you know, like he he actually is a you know one of the people that endorses it as well. So Matt Barnes, you know what I'm saying, Matt Barnes, all the smoke, you know, Matt Barnes crew, they they sponsor, I mean, they uh endorse it so. I'm up there with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they invested in me and I appreciate them, man, for it. So no doubt about that. Over or under 2021, same stat line, Michael Thomas, 1,200 receiving yards, Traquan 600, Deontay 500, Mark Class 400, Adam Trotman 500. Thoughts? Uh, that's a lot of throwing out of football right there. <laughs> that's a lot of throwing out of football. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh I don't know if the Saints gonna be throwing the ball that much. Who that? Uh, that's a good stat line for a few of the guys I see. I can. It's realistic with the Troutman, and uh, I can see Traquan and Mike. But man, that's a man. You throwing a football a lot. Ooh, ooh. Boy, you're in a you, you're in arena football territory right there. Who that? But uh, if if it was there, um, that would be great. But I I would want the Saints to run the football a little bit more than. Uh, some of the, I mean, that, man, you you didn't put almost like about four thousand yards up there, and you ain't even count. I don't even think you put Kamara up there yet. You know he's gonna be catching the ball out the backfield, and you know he's always up there close to six, seven hundred yards. The weird pearls, uh, so true. Let's not forget, uh, he beat on the best teams in college in the championship game and against uh the SC freaking C, the toughest division in the NCAA. Yeah, well, college, you know what I mean, it really don't mean much. I mean, you know, sometimes those guys can't transition to the pros. But I get what you're saying. On big stages, he he always came through. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely can apply it there. Uh, 
Uh, Saul says, great show, TJ. Saul, I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for stopping by. Love this show, TJ. Thank you, man. I, look, I love you all being here. You all make this show what it is. Damien says, did anyone see uh, that damn Pelican? Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, didn't see it. Heard about it. Uh, <laughs> Shouts out to my guy, Brandon, man, uh, who is a passionate. And I do mean passionate Pelican fan, man. He was upset. Didn't watch the game, but I heard about it. Um, that's the type of games that get coaches fired. That's all I'm going to say. TJ, how you feel about A.J. Green signing with the Cardinals? Uh, I like it. I'm happy for him um, to get out of that, uh, you know, that purgatory. Uh, it's sad that, you know, he's towards the tail end of his career, and finally they're going to have some quality quarterback play out there. Um, but A.J., he needed a change of scenery, man. I'm glad he got it. I'm glad he got it because uh, the Brown family, man, they, they, they hold on to players with the jaws of life. They do not trade players. They do not release players for the most part. If they draft those guys, those guys are there for the long haul. Uh, it's all good. Ups to mankind. <laughs> uh, let's see. I see you uh, know his history, too. And he's a uh, a Heisman winner. I guess you mean Heisman. Uh, uh, he knows how to win. Uh, he does it before. Uh, just needs uh, the coaching, which he has now. He's already elite. You all to see. Yeah, I mean, well, I just say give him a chance. I don't like I don't want anybody. Like, I ain't trying to change nobody. Uh, mind about or oh, oh, if you think that he can play or not i'm saying get a guy a chance okay I, that's all i'm saying i don't know what he gonna do he he can go out there and throw for a bunch of yards be in contention for league mvp or he can go out there and throw interceptions i don't know all i'm saying is get a guy a chance give him an opportunity to change the narrative of what we think about him. tj uh enjoy your show i watch lots keep up uh doing things bro i, I appreciate that byron uh thank you yeah, man, we got, we definitely keeping it going, man. I mean, look, we didn't we didn't came too far to turn back now. <laughs> you know, we we've had this day for going on three seasons now, and I'm enjoying every minute of it, man. I get opportunities to talk to great people, you know, like yourselves, uh, interview uh, great, you know, great players, you know, borderline Hall of Famers, uh, Super Bowl champions, you know. Uh, beat writers and, and people that we respect in, in the sports world. So loving it, man. Loving it. Uh, speaking of which, man, we're going to have a guest next week on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, Bryant McFadden, uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler, two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, and also a part of CBS Sports. Uh, BMAC uh, has his uh, own podcast, uh, CBS Sports. And um, looking forward to talking to Brian McFadden, man. Uh, you know, hear what he has to say about you know, Drew Brees retiring, also the NFL drafting. Ask him some more questions as well, man. I mean, it's going to be here on the State of the Saints podcast, but it's mostly going to be, uh, you know, for the State of the Game podcast because we're going to be talking about things other than uh, the New Orleans Saints. But we're going to be talking about that too. But Brian McFadden will be on the show next week. Uh, supposed to get with him this weekend to come up with a definite date. But uh, Brian McFadden, former Pittsburgh Steelers, two-time Super Bowl champion, will be here on the State of the Saints podcast. So uh, be on the lookout for that, man. You know, I got some uh, people that uh, like the Steelers that uh, tune into the State of the Saints as well. Jose says, uh, you want it, uh, to be third and four to keep the other teams uh, pass or run. Saints need a balanced game, but run more. 
Uh, yeah, they, they definitely need a balanced attack. And uh, Jose, they were actually transitioning uh, to having a balanced attack, you know, running a football with Latavius and, and, and Alvin. And, and you're really going to need those guys to step up this season because you, you don't have, you know, that quarterback that is just strategic, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you don't have that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure – you know, if, if Jameis uh, comes in or Taysom comes in, whoever the case, whatever the case may be, if they're dialed in, they can get to that point. But um, yeah, man, it's gonna take some time. So you you need those other guys to step up and be able to bail these guys out and help these guys until they become more comfortable with the offense. Uh, LASIK should sponsor the huddle <laughs> next year. <laughs> well, uh, if he ends up. I'll tell you what, man, um, if Jameis Winston comes out here and, and becomes like a, a borderline league MVP, whoever gave that guy LASIK, I definitely would put putting my name out everywhere, man. I gave LASIK <laughs> to Jameis Winston. Boy, can you believe, would you believe the sales you would get, the attention that you would get if you was to do that? If Jameis Winston goes out there and resurrects his career, I mean, the eye doctor that gave him the LASIK, man, I mean, my goodness. I mean, the money would just start to flow in because everybody would want some of that Jameis Winston eye surgery. <laughs> you need to do the State of Wrestling podcast after the show's live. Uh, and Look, <laughs> I thought about it. Like I said, I, I had so, man, I got so many different things going on. I was doing a, a weekly wrestling podcast every Friday, and I had to stop because, number one, you know, not only am I on-air host for uh, the radio station I'm at, 90.9, but I'm also the producer. Like, I do all the interviews. I write all the commercials that we that we put out there. And then on top of that, you know what I'm saying, I just got to make sure that we, you know, have people going to our social media sites. So, I mean, I wear a lot of hats. On top of that, being a father, a husband, and a host of the State of the Saints podcast. So, I didn't want to put too much on my plate. I definitely love wrestling, man. I definitely would want to do something, you know, about it and go live and stuff like that. I think I can do something a little bit different, but it just, I don't know, man. The wrestling podcast that I see, it's just a bunch of guys, you know what I'm saying, that just, I don't know. I, I don't know, just a lot of... uh a lot of weird stuff be going on, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I would like to do it different. I don't want to just be, you know, critiquing. Like tonight, I know AEW was on TV. I don't want to just sit there and just be like I'm just a fantasy booker or something like that. Like if 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 they if they would have did it this way, then everybody would have been happier. But like I don't want to do that, man. All that but they call it fantasy booking. I I, I don't want to do that. You know, I, I'd rather like talk about wrestling. You know, as a whole, maybe like take like the hottest topic and give my opinion and also just give a like a, um, you know, wrestling profile like I was doing before. But to consistently do that live uh, one, you know, what I'm saying like, man, some sometimes wrestling is kind of kind of horrible, man. I, I can't see myself sitting up three hours dedicating my life to some of that trash I'll be seeing, you know, but I'm a big I'm a huge wrestling fan, though. You know, and some of that stuff is rinse and repeat. I would trade Super Bowl 44 for Drew Brees getting uh, his fairy tale ending. Uh, Cash Black. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
if the Saints didn't win the Super Bowl in 2009, would Sean Payton still be this head coach? Because you got to remember, man, they went that first year, right? They went 10 and 6 NFC Championship game. Then the Saints went 7 and 9, 7 and 9, 8 and 8. They missed the playoff three straight years. And there were some whispers like, oh, man, what's going on with Sean, man? Like, man, maybe they need to go in another direction. So that Super Bowl came right on time for the career of Sean Payton. So who's to say if the Super Bowl 44 championship didn't happen, would Sean Payton still be the head coach of the Saints? I can't say confidently that he would have. I, I mean, Tom Benson was still alive at that time. You know what I'm saying? Tom Benson was, you know what I'm saying? We know that uh, Tom Benson, you can can let him go now. You can let him go. So I don't know if Sean Payton would still be here. You know, I don't know. So that Super Bowl came right on time. And it also allowed Sean Payton some leeway. Because now you're, you know what I'm saying, you're the winningest coach in, in, in St. Franchise history. You're a Super Bowl champion bringing legitimacy to this team. It sounds different than, you know, close but no cigars. Oh, you made the playoffs, but you didn't win. No. I mean, you basically would be asking him to be Marvin Lewis. I mean, that's just what it is. So Marvin Lewis spent 12 years with the Bengals, end up getting fired. So that's basically what you're, what you're doing right there. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think Sean Payton was, would be the coach if they didn't win that Super Bowl. But I would want him to have his fairytale end. Uh, Duright says, uh, uh, fans don't know that Jameis was number one and most than just turnovers. He was number one in third down conversion and a few others. That's because people don't care about those type of things, man. The only thing they care about uh, is, is what people tell them to. You know, like, I, I, man, look, we need to form our own judgment. We need to stop this going, like, it's amazing how we talk here on the State of the Saints podcast and we all in agreement about how the media creates this narrative about Drew Brees not being a top 10 or not being elite quarterback or the Saints not being a good football team. And then we'll turn around and regurgitate everything the media says to us about a player that we don't like. Can't have it both ways. You can't use the media to, to, to fight your argument and then turn around and say, well, the same person that you saying criticize Breeze, he said this. No, 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 no. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. You know, like you can't have it both ways. Ain't happening. All right. I'm sorry I said no that many times. I was just trying to transition to the Bishop Bullwinkle. You know, it was. I had to move the screen, so that's why I said, nah, 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 nah. Hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. Yeah, have to be a little bit quicker. So. <laughs> F for Jerry, man, Jerry. <laughs> F for you, Jerry. <laughs> Elvis Sports says they were talking about getting rid of Breeze and Peyton after the 379 seasons. Uh, not, not Breeze. Not not Breeze Alpha, but they definitely were talking about getting rid of Sean Pate. They definitely were talking about getting rid of Sean Pate. No, no doubt about that. Drew Breeze was still throwing for about 5,000 yards. Now, they weren't, they weren't thinking about that, but they definitely were thinking about Sean Pate. Low-key, the laws of Trey Hendrickson uh, for free hurts, man. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but I seen I, I seen that coming. I said the dude was gonna get a respectable contract. No, I didn't think he was gonna be second in sacks. I will I will say that, but I definitely felt like he was gonna uh play his way out of New Orleans. I saw that coming a mile away. You just have that gift on uh, the ready. Yeah, man. Got to, man. Got to. Got to. Darren Sharper uh, turned that defense around that year, no cap. Yeah, he did, man. He did. Nine interceptions that season. He was all over the field. TJ, you have too much fun with this podcast. Hey, man. Hey, look. Look, it can't be, look we can't be, you know, all dry. You know what I'm saying? We can't be day-old Popeye biscuit dry, okay? Uh, we we want to talk about Saints, but we want to have some fun, too. We want to have some fun. You know, we, we want to have some fun. We can't, you know, just, you know, the Saints, uh, you know, they got to do this. And if they don't do this, then I don't know. No, nah, I can't be like that, man. I can't. I can't. So, I, I, you know, bring some energy, man. Let's have some fun, man. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no need for us to get soft. You know what I'm saying? Because I said soft? Because I said soft? So what? I said I spell it. S-O-F capital T. Soft. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got I got quite a few of them on here, man. You know, for for monetization reasons, I can't play all of them consistently like that. But you know, I got quite a few, man. I got I got quite a few on the ready. You know what I'm saying? When when you're describing somebody, so of course, you know, I got Eddie Murphy in life. When somebody just says something like "Nah," got to put up Bishop Bullwinkle. You know, when the Saints skunk somebody, this is one of my all time favorites right here. When the Saints uh, just beat somebody, you know, I always got to put this on like. Uh-huh. Don't take this ass whipping. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we got them, man. We ready. I'm put a few more on there, man. You know, put a few more on there just to have a little fun. Well, thank y'all, man. Thank y'all. I really do appreciate uh you all's time, man. Uh we gotta see how uh he do uh first boss, man. Yeah, but give him a chance. O-line, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, defense, and the coach. Yep. I think when Cesar Ruiz switched to the center position, Eric McCoy to the guard position, we're going to see a lot of uh, changes on the offensive line. Did you really just say Dale Popeye biscuit drop? Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely said, man, come on now, bro. Like, we all know that when it comes to the biscuits, Popeyes have the best biscuits when they hot. Okay, like, we know this. We know the when the biscuits are hot, when we can taste that butter and it's just the right combination of fluff and butter, it's good. But put that biscuit in a refrigerator and try to warm that thing up in the microwave the next day. My goodness. My goodness. We know that you better have some water nearby because you're going to choke on that biscuit because it is dry as the Sahara Desert. I know I ain't lying. But that first day, like, when you get it through that window, when they say thank you, you know what I'm saying, you get that receipt in that bag, my goodness, you hurry it up trying to get home so you can taste that biscuit hot. For real. Oh, man, TJ, that analogy with Popeye's biscuits hurt. That was too relatable. Yeah, man. Hey, we know, man. We love Popeye's, but we know those biscuits are dry the next day. Come on, man. I know I ain't lying, man. Some of us, some of us don't even wait till we get home. Some of us put, if we riding alone, we'll put we'll put the bag on a passenger side seat and we'll open up the box 
And we know they put the, the biscuits in, you know what I'm saying, end up with the Popeye chicken. Well, pull a biscuit out or break off a piece of just to taste the biscuit hot. I know I ain't the only person that do that. I know I'm not. We're going to taste a fry and we're going to taste a biscuit. Might taste some chicken, you know what I'm saying? Like, it depends, you know what I'm saying? Like, some of us might taste a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Might put a little grease on our hands. But we definitely breaking off a piece of that biscuit and we definitely going to eat a fry. I know I ain't the only person that does that. I know I ain't the only person that do that. Go ahead and tell me. Go ahead and tell me I'm the only person that gets the bag, puts it on the side seat, and eat at least one biscuit, one fry out the bag. <laughs> TJ looked like Jared Cook. I definitely don't look like Jared Cook. Nah, I don't, I don't look like at all. That man about three, four shades darker than me. Voice about four, five uh, <laughs> times deeper than mine. <laughs> Jared Cook be like, uh, well, we got to, we have to make sure that the offense, you know, works really hard to help Drew. I, I can't even talk like that guy's voice so deep. Like, uh, <laughs> he always started off with the uh. uh I think that we have to play better, but I believe this offense can get the job done. I, I can't even talk like that voice. That boy voice deep. Sound like John Coffee on <laughs> Green Mile. <laughs> I'm off a of Todd Boss. Dog Todd. <laughs> I'm Todd Boss. He do got the one of Todd Boss uh, voices, man. I like him though. I like I like Jerry Cook though, man. I, I, I like the guy. Uh, now I'm going to Popeye tomorrow for lunch. Thanks, TJ. And I think Popeye they, they owe me that because I'm pretty sure the way I described them biscuits, I think I, I think I deserve a check for that. <laughs> Jerry Cook is clapped. <laughs> uh, TJ, you're the only uh, only one laughing. Just kidding. Well, even if I am, man, you gotta laugh at yourself sometimes. You know, I, I don't care. I, I, laugh, I don't mind laughing at myself. I, sometimes if, if you can't find yourself funny, then you can't expect nobody else to find you funny. Yeah, TJ, I ain't going to lie. I do that sometimes. I never had Arby's, uh, but I always see the commercials. I'm scared uh, why no one talks about eating there. That's sus. Yeah, <laughs> that reminds me of that Simpsons episode when uh, – I think, uh, who was that? I think somebody said, I'm so hungry, I can eat at Arby's. And everybody like, oh, my God. Like, you must be really hungry. <laughs> yeah, you don't really hear anybody talk about eating at Arby's like that. You know, they just got those very clever commercials, the guy with the deep voice. Arby's, we have the meats. But, you know, you don't really hear nobody really eating them, you know. I, I knew a girl I was cool with when I was in college. She worked at Arby's, man. She always used to show love, man. I used to come there, slide through. She always used to come through, you know what I'm saying, with the with the sandwiches or whatever like that, you know. I mean, it could, you know what I'm saying? It was it was all right. Had better. I eat all my fries first soon as I pull out the drive-thru. I pull out the fries and eat while driving. Hey, man, I think everybody has done that before. Drew Brees is a, a number we will never have a quarterback like Drew Brees. Absolutely. So we don't need to compare no other quarterback to him. But we can't help ourselves. 
Popeyes on Canal used to have breakfast biscuits. Kendall, yeah, you're right, man. And a long ass line too. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the hey, but it, it was it was so nice, man. It was like one of the first Popeyes I seen that had upstairs. That's how Jay Cook sound uh talk like in deep voice. Yeah, he, he definitely have a deep voice. This one of the best episodes, no cap. I appreciate that, man. Carla is laughing. Uh, made Michael Clark Duncan rest in peace. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan, man. I'm tired, boss. I'm tired of all the evil in the world, boss. <laughs> TJ, you cool people's like the podcast. Steve, thank you, man. Man, thank you for stopping by again, man. Appreciate it, Steve. Steve uh, has man, Steve made the show last show, man. Don't disrespect nobody else comment, but Steve uh he was coming through with the heat last episode, man. So shout out to you, Steve. Uh September uh, says, I wouldn't pull all the eggs in one basket, though, uh, Jameis Suspect. I, look, I agree. I agree. I said at the beginning of the show, I, I don't know, you know, I mean, this was at the beginning, well, I went 28 minutes into this thing. But I said, I said you shouldn't put all the eggs in one basket. I definitely said that. That was that was how I really pretty much started it. I said you should definitely try to draft somebody or get another quarterback through free agency, but you definitely don't need to just put all your eggs in one basket. Definitely not. They can still trade for Winston. Uh, I mean, Wilson. Nah, I think that ship is sailed, man. Hey, TJ, you going to eat your cornbread? <laughs> hey, you going to eat your cornbread? Uh-oh, trouble. <laughs> nah, man, that, that's, that's, definitely a, that's, a, that's definitely a classic. Life is a classic. Uh, biscuits put butter in microwave, but drank lots of water, so throat. Uh, won't be dry, uh, dry much. Look, man, if you got to do all that to eat a biscuit, I think we pretty much summed it all up. Okay, <laughs> if we got if we got to go to science class to eat a biscuit, I think we we <laughs> I think we pretty much summed up how dry the biscuits is. Only thing I do at Arby's is uh, Rubens, uh, because uh, not other chains offer them. Okay, um, like I, I like I said, I I haven't had Arby's since. 2007, something like that. Jay says, best show ever, TJ. I appreciate it, man. I, thank you. Uh, that's some transition. How did we go from talking football to Popeye chicken? Well, look, what, what do they say? They say, Louisiana fast. Ain't that what they call it, right? And they always talk about New Orleans-style kitchen, right? So you got the New Orleans Saints. You got uh Popeye's New Orleans style chicken. So we pretty much still on brand here. New Orleans, New Orleans, you know, New Orleans Saints, New Orleans chicken. We on brand, man. Love that chicken from Popeye's. Uh why would <laughs> we would have beat Tampa if Cook wanna fumble the football? We were up by seven. Yeah, Tyrese, but in the words of uh Jim Mora, woulda, shoulda, coulda, but we didn't. Uh Steve says, go look at the play against Atlanta when Jameis ran. For the first down on the third and 17, that's my favorite Jameis play. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I think that Jameis is a lot better than people give him credit for. I, I really do. Still here just listening to TJ making some Cajun uh, pasta and baked chicken thighs, man. That sounds pretty good right there. You know, that reminds me of shots out TJ Fridays, man. They always have that Cajun shrimp pasta that I like. It, it reminds me of home. Tracy says, who do you think wins the starting job? Uh, Jameis Winston. 
Uh, Popeyes or Chick Fil A or chicken sandwich? Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Chick Fil A, man. Chick Fil A chicken sandwiches is the standard. Okay, not to say that the Popeyes uh, chicken sandwich not good, but I will say this: I feel like the sauce that they put on that sandwich make that sandwich better than what it is. Okay. I, I do feel that way. It's almost like the the Big Mac, the special sauce, which is nothing uh, but spread, sandwich spread, in my opinion. Uh, but they talking about the special sauce. There is no special sauce. It's sandwich spread. You get it at your local store. OK, I think uh, Sweet Baby Ray's uh, actually has that secret sauce that they be putting on them, on them Big Macs. OK, so, yeah, but I'm going to have to go with Chick-fil-A. It's the biscuit, not the chicken. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, the best sandwiches ever. Yeah, that's why these lines be packed. That pickle on the mug. Yeah, man. That pickle on the uh the chicken sandwich. <laughs> hey, but the, man, the, the 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 pickle be so doggone thick though, man. It, like it, it fall out the sandwich. You end up eating the pickle before you even touch the sandwich. Thank you. Thousand Island. There we go. You know what I'm saying? Thousand Island. I couldn't think of it, man. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Popeye's uh Popeye's stealing the show here. Uh hey TJ, I love cooking. Uh I made my own hot sauce. Yeah, you, you and my mama would be in um, you know, be good friends because she she makes her own uh, hot sauce, she makes her own barbecue sauce as well. Hey TJ, I love cooking. I made already read that. Kenny says I like Popeye's. Yeah, man. I think we all do. I think we all do. Lisa says, TJ, remember the year Peyton had Popeye's cater. There we go, man. Shouts out to Lisa coming through in the uh, the clutch. The segue is immaculate. <laughs> do you do radio? God, no. <laughs> TJ, remember the year uh, Peyton and Popeyes catering for the playoff game? I think against Seattle. So there's the link to the Popeyes of the same. There you go, man. Lisa. Yes, Lisa. With the comment of the night, the comment of the night goes to Lisa. Great segue. My goodness. <laughs> Where I live, Wendy's uh, is the bomb. Yeah, man. Wendy's, Wendy's still a bomb. You know what I'm saying? Wendy's is clutch. Whataburger in Dallas, Texas. Anywhere in Texas. Okay, Whataburger. Okay. I just spent many a nights at uh, Whataburger, you know what I'm saying, after I left the club, you know, back in my youth. Because uh, right after college, I moved out to Texas, man. I used to go to the club every weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, of course you go to a club, you know what I'm saying? You, you have some drinks or whatever like that. You get that big fat Whataburger that sucks up all, you know what I'm saying? Like all the alcohol make you feel much, much better, man. So Whataburger is legit in Dallas, you know what I'm saying? Houston and all those other places. So if you live in Texas, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Know what I'm talking about. Oh, I love Popeye's. Yeah, everybody do, man. I do think uh, Popeye's vary, though. Popeye's in New Orleans is, I think they're the best, okay? They they got chains, but Popeye's in New Orleans got the best chicken. Uh, do you love it when you can go from your main topic to having fun? Yeah, man, look. That's what I like about this show, man. Like, we can start off, to, like, the topic of, of the night, which I think we stayed on consistently, has been Jameis Winston and him being signed. Right. But in the process, you know, people start to ask different questions. People start to maybe come in 
you know, and want to ask their questions, you know, probably didn't catch the top of the show. So I love it. You know, I don't look, I don't think a show, I don't think this type of show can go left. You know what I'm saying? Unless somebody just comes in just mad disrespectful, but this is a rapid fire show, you know? So any topic is up for conversation. We might end up start talking about like Drew Brees retiring and might end up, you know, talking about the same sign as somebody else and it might end the show. So that's what I like about this show, man. That's why it's never like stagnant. Uh, you never know uh, who's reading. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what people going to say, which is which is more exciting about this show, you know, because I don't know what people going to say. I don't know what people's comments are going to be. I don't know what people's stance is going to be on certain things. Yeah, Whataburger does come in hand when you're drinking. Yeah, absolutely. You go there and be having that hen with that, you know what I'm saying, some hen and coke or, you know what I'm saying, them straight shots at the club. Man, roll up to Whataburger. Man, make you feel much better. Has anyone ever had Bojangles? Man, what? Yes, sir. I ate Bojangles the other day. Bojangles definitely had some of the best chicken, and they definitely had some really good biscuits, okay? That chicken be extra crispy. And you know what I'm saying? I don't mind saying it, man. I'm about to actually fry some chicken this weekend. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to pull out the deep fry. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to pull out. I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go to the garage because uh, my wife, she she doesn't, she loves, you know what I'm saying? Like the deep fried chicken, but I guess she doesn't want the smell to be all over the house. So she wants to, <laughs> she wants to do this, this, uh, this experiment in a garage, man. So now we're going to have the whole garage smelling like, uh, two piece, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I definitely want to do that this weekend, man. Uh, not to brag, man. My wife can cook really well, man. She can, she definitely can make some really good chicken. This show making me miss home, Louisiana. Great show, hey man. Look, I'm out in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, but I'm New Orleans through and through, man. I'm New Orleans till I'm through. So, I, look. I know about some of those places, man. I still I know about some of those uh cornerstone places. Anyone know the uh Saints cap room right now? Uh no, it, it hasn't come out officially yet, unless it happened since I've been doing the show. But I do know that they over the cap. Man, TJ still be having that henny in my hand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Gotta <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Got to pull up that hen one time, man. Got to pull it up, man. Uh, you think uh, we can go DN with number 28? Um, I'm thinking cornerback. Uh, tic tac uh, toe. Uh, uh, tic tac toe. Uh, I think that uh, you're right about the cornerback. I, I think. Th- I, I think. I think you're absolutely right. I will go cornerback over defensive man. Yes, Popeyes in New Orleans is good. Uh, wings and breasts with a, a pepper. And a side of red beans. Yep. Uh, Matthew Judon is a, a gone. Uh, he was up and committed a soldier. I was ugly crying. Yeah, man. Judon, I think we went to the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, man, he he was playing pretty well. He was playing pretty well. But the Patriots out there spending that money, man. They they definitely opened up that checkbook. Then you know, uh <laughs> Rob Robert Kraft uh Definitely gave that checkbook to Bill, and Bill is exhausting the hell out of it. But I, I think, uh, you know, once again, I was on the East-West football podcast. It says the Tom Brady effect. It, it is. You know, now people are like, 
man, time then need Bill. And I build like, man, well, I ain't need time. And I'm about to show y'all. Uh, you mean your destination driver roll up into a Whataburger? Uh, your, my designated driver? Yeah, man, you know what I'm talking about. Rolling up. I ain't saying me personally rolling up. You know? You know, ro- yeah, which, like, who go to the club alone? <laughs> who going to the club by themselves, man? You know what I'm saying? Who, who doing it? You know, and if you know you, like, come on, man. Who go to the club by themselves? You know it, man. Come on, man. With the technicality, you know for a fact now you're talking about going going to a club driving, you know? Absolutely not. I don't play that. I don't drive, I don't drive uh, drunk, and I don't encourage anybody else to do that. Chicken in a box. Yeah, man, over there by the McKenzie's, over off Gentilly, off of Legion Fields. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we got flavor here. We talk Saints, food, anything, pretty much. Yeah, Bojangles is fire. If you live out here in the Carolinas or Virginia or something like that or some of those areas, you know about Bojangles. I don't know if they really out there in, in the in the deep south, you know what I'm saying, like Louisiana, Mississippi, and place like that. But around here, they they pretty good. Up and coming soldier on defense and New England got them. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Saints going to make some more moves? Yeah, pro- but probably not as many, as aggressive moves as you see some other teams that got big checkbooks. But I do expect for them to make some moves. I miss Mississippi so much. Be living in Miami is so much fun. I agree with that. You know, <laughs> I, I, I've been to both places. I've lived in Mississippi and I've been to Miami and uh, there's no comparison there at all. Okay. The only, the only comparison that they have is both of them begin with the letter M. Okay, <laughs> that's where it is. Wing stop the bomb, TJ. Haven't been a wing stop in a long time. And and Jay, honestly, you know, I've I become a connoisseur of some of these 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 uh properly owned uh places that sell wings. Um, I'm always on a quest, you know, on, on a voyage to find some quality wings. You know, like uh, there's this place out here called Magoo's uh, out here in uh in Myrtle Beach. And, uh, you know, they make some really good wings. Uh, there, there's some more places around here. So I'm always I'm, I'm not so much into like chain uh, wing places like Buffalo Wild Wings or any place like that. I like places that uh, that are like, you know, properly owned and make their own. I'm always on a quest to find uh, good wings. Uh, we're going to read a few more and then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, Lamar Jackson was like, uh, we should keep him. Of course. But Lamar Jackson also needs to understand that they're gonna have to pay him. So me by paying Junine might, you know, take away from his uh check. So they know what they they know what they're doing. Hey TJ, uh have you uh let me see, have you uh been to Deanie's in Bucktown? Yeah, I've been to Deanie's Seafood. Yeah, I've been there before. I've been there. People uh talk trash about the brothers chicken in New Orleans. But it tastes so good, them late nights after the club. Absolutely, man. Brother Chicken. What what other what other place you know you can go get uh, you know, let me get 20 on 10 and let me get a two-piece, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can get gas at a two-piece at the same place, man. You all right. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you straight. You think we should trade up for Kyle Pitts? Um I don't think so, man, because I think he might be able to – I think he still would be there. I don't think you're going to have to trade up for him. 
Wing stop is a hit and miss. Uh, they go through a lot of wings, uh, set ingredients. Yeah. You know, I, 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 well, I say, man, I'm always on a quest to try to find a, a good wing place because it is the thing, you know, when you're dealing with a, a privately owned place, they're always striving to make an impression on you. When you have like a chain, uh, chain places, like they really just feel like they just make it off namesake. So they know people just going to eat there just for the simple fact that they're wing stop. But if you're like a privately owned place, it's like you got to make this good impression. OK, this person got to know that, you know, what I'm saying this is going to be good. So I think they put a little bit more pride into it versus load up the wings you know what i'm saying like then you know probably have like this conveyor spreading the no you're not bro i'm good on it uh roscoe's uh chicken and waffles is awesome yeah i've been out there in california uh plan on going plan on going this summer man me and my wife uh we you know because of the pandemic we never really officially had a honeymoon man so definitely want to go out there to the west coast uh she's never been to los angeles so Plan on taking a trip out there to L.A. in the summer. If you ever in Shreveport, Bolger area, uh, got to try Southern's Classic Fried Chicken. I, I've tried that before. You know, uh, a, a girl I used to date when I was in college, she stayed in Bolger City. So, yeah, I definitely remember uh, going to that before. Uh, they have so many wing spots in the city, TJ. Man, I'm always on a quest to, to, to try to find a properly owned place, man. Because, like I said, they they put a lot of pride in what they're doing. Uh, somebody give me a football question. Let's end it with that. Uh, you know about linebacker Noah Spence on your team? Yeah, yeah. Noah Spence uh, was, was a guy that had a lot of promise, man. Had some ups and downs throughout college. Uh, he ended up getting drafted by Tampa. Uh, but uh, the thing about it is he can't stay healthy. And... Uh, I think that he has good upside. I think he has good ability. I think if he's healthy, he could play. But you got to be on the field, man. The best ability is availability. And if you don't have that, uh, then, you know, it's going to be hard for anybody to know what your potential is, you know. But if he's playing, then uh, I think that he can do something. Hopefully, Drew Brees replaces Troy Eggman, the most importantly, Chris Collinsworth on television. Well, he's not going to replace them, Jules. Um, he's not going to replace them. Uh, he's going to be in a uh, he's going to be in a studio of football night in America. So he's going to be with Tony Dungy, Rodney Harrison, and Mike Tirico. So he's going to be a part of that team, and I think he's going to uh, be an analyst. I don't know if he's going to be a sideline reporter, maybe do something that Flutie was doing, or maybe do color. Um, I can't really I don't know if Drew would be doing color. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he wants to start out doing color. You know, because uh maybe he could be a sideline reporter kind of doing what Doug Flutie is doing. Uh Chris Collinworth's son does, you know what I'm saying, for you know, for Notre Dame, something like that. But I, I just think that he's probably gonna be doing something in the studio giving his opinion. He's probably gonna be the guy that got the the clicker in me talking about what a team was thinking about when they made this play. But I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. I'm, diff- I'm definitely looking forward to seeing a different uh, different Drew Brees that we normally didn't see, the, the, the student of the game, you know what I'm saying, the, 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 the teacher, you know what I'm saying, because, uh, I mean, that's something we never really seen from him. You know, interested in that. Uh, is the Watson allegations capped? I don't know if it's cap or not, but I just find it very interesting. A guy that wants to leave an organization. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I don't know. I wasn't there. 
But I just find it very interesting that a respected quarterback wants to leave an organization, has a lot of leverage. This this organization knows he has a lot of leverage. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes some allegations. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying. Okay, I mean, you got the head coach of the team on a huddle and flow. Uh, he really didn't want to specify talking about Deshaun Watson being a quarterback. You know, you had Mark Ingram uh, say that he spoke to him, said whoever the quarterback is, we're going to embrace him. And then all of a sudden, here comes some allegations. So I don't know. I don't know. But he did say that he's looking forward to clearing his name. And I ain't never seen, I ain't never heard nobody say they look forward to clearing their name. So I don't know. I just find that very fishy. And, and I, I do know that sometimes when teams, uh, when teams uh, feel like that you have the power, uh, when you got all the hands, so to speak, they, they have a, they have a way of trying to make you out like you're a bad guy. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like that Michael Thomas situation. You know, Michael Thomas comes out, people start talking about him fighting with uh Chauncey Garner Johnson and him wanting to leave the team and this, that, and the third. Like, how do you think those 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 uh stories get leaked out here? How, how do you think they they just how do you think they just automatically just come out? How is it that organizations just be so closed mouth about everything and then all of a sudden they just come out here with these stories? I'm just saying. I don't know if it's true or not. I think that sexual allegations should be taken very, very seriously. I don't know the guy. All I know is he's a good football player, but I just find it very, very, very interesting that you just automatically just come out with these type of allegations. And it just so happened to be a guy that wants to be traded and don't want to play for a team. I'll just leave it at that. But thank y'all so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast and all those that are checking it out on the State of the Saints, the State of the Game, on Facebook, on Twitter. Thank you all so much. Uh, please hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. Go ahead and hit the like button for your boy. I would really appreciate that. Also, uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast or the state of the game podcast uh make sure you subscribe to both of them because anytime i go live um i'm actually i'm going live on both right now you know what i'm saying like so uh if you want to uh you know subscribe to the state of the game uh please do um you know what i'm saying that's also uh you know going to be live streams as well uh facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast previous episodes available on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, anchor fm uh, thank you all so much, man. It's been fun. It's been exciting. Uh, looking forward to giving you all more Saints news uh, for the upcoming weeks. Uh, next week, uh, be on the lookout for that interview uh, with uh, two-time Super Bowl champion, former cornerback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Brian McFadden. Uh, keep you all posted, as well as some other guests we're going to have on the show as well. We're going to pro- possibly get some uh, NFL scouts to come in to talk about evaluating the teams and also some friends of mine you know, that are sport podcasters as well. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?